And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. At your bright, shimmering faces. This is so exciting. We're back. I am very excited about this. It's been a long pandemic. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I want to be clear about what I'm about to say, which is not based on anyone here or any observation I made after arriving at this event. And it is this. There's something that happens when you see somebody that you haven't seen in a year and a half after a once-in-a-century pandemic. And is that some people have this very smug expression on their faces that says, yeah, I didn't gain weight this year. <laughs> not only that, I'm not going to say it out loud. Obviously, it'd be a gauche and inappropriate thing to say out loud, given how hard this year has been for so many people. But I also lost a little weight. Yeah. I figured out a new routine, and it just like worked for me. Even though it was like such a hard time, it just sort of worked for me. And here's what I want to say to them. Don't be so fucking proud of yourselves. <laughs> It is a bright fucking blinking red light over your head that says that you are a sociopath. <laughs> That's what that means. Your little expression. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, sorry. That amazing song. <laughs> that amazing song was by Daniel Mertzloff and Kate Leonard. It was incredible. What a great introduction. Thank you so much to them. And if you have an out-of-the-closet into the streets theme that you want to send us, please do send it to us at leaveitatcrooked.com. It is so exciting to be live again. Look, the next couple shows, they may be Zoom again. That may be what happens, all right? That's logistics, that's life. But the energy will be out of the closet, so we're switching exclusively to out of the closet theme. So send yours in, because the songs over the last year and a half have been incredible, thanks to everybody who have sent them in. 
So we have an amazing show for you. We've got news, stand-up, deep and meaningful conversations, absolutely pointless games. Uh, but first, as always, let's get into it. What a week. <laughs> Bisexual icon, Kirsten Cinema. She is. Uh, it's pride. And for a second, you don't know what to do. Are we applauding Kirsten Cinema as a bisexual icon? Mm, yeah, let's do it. No, don't do it. I don't know what to do. Anyway, she published an op-ed defending the filibuster the night before the vote in which a bill to protect voting rights failed. It is very annoying, in part because you'd think bipartisanship would be instinctive to a queer icon in this way, uh, that bipartisanship means... Democrats are the people with whom you have committed long-term relationships, and Republicans are for emergencies. Does that make sense? <laughs> you know what I mean? Does Kirsten know what I mean? Maybe when you're a little drunk, you know? In her op-ed, she wrote, to those who want to eliminate the filibuster to pass the For the People Act, I would ask, would it be good for our country if we did only to see that legislation rescinded a few years from now and replaced by a nationwide voter ID law or restrictions on vote by mail in federal elections over the objections of the minority? Now, this frustrates me enormously, both as a fan of democracy and as a fan of hypotheticals, uh, <laughs> because the point of a hypothetical, in my understanding of hypotheticals, is to point to something very bad that could happen uh, to affect what you do kind of in the present, uh, not bad things that are already happening right now all the time. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not effective to say we have to negotiate or they'll shoot the hostages while they're shooting the hostages. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're shooting the hostages. So good to be back, look at this. A live show, so exciting. Also this week, General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, discussed critical race theory and the importance of understanding and studying white rage. Here's the clip. I've read Mao Zedong. I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what is wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? He's read Mao Zedong. He's read Karl Marx. Fucking nerd alert. <laughs> fucking nerd generals. Anyway, with classic, and I think I'm going to say this correctly, l'esprit d'escalier, <laughs> how I would have said it, if I wasn't trying to impress you, is in a classic, the jerk store called, <laughs> Matt Gates, noted a monster, uh, tweeted, with, gen <laughs> with generals like this, it's no wonder we fought considerably more wars than we've won which is a bold statement for a man who is currently losing a war with Venmo. Um, <laughs> you call yourself a general? I've trafficked women younger than the Iraq war. Yeah, yeah. It was tough to say, too. If it was tough for you to experience, it was because it was tough for me to say. I think it was smart to go 14 months without being on stage and then do it fucking live on the internet. <laughs> I think that was a great plan. I think it was a great idea and I feel great about it. You wanna know why? Because my rusty is like a lot of other people's tents. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm looking right at Emily for that arrogant piece of shit thing I just said. <laughs> I wanna sit on the ground after saying that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> also this week, 
<laughs> with his show coming to an end, Conan O'Brien had Seth Rogen on and smoked pot with him, which is really exciting because the finale, they're going to have Andy Richter do meth. Uh, and finally, because this is our first live show back in a very long time, after a very hard year, I thought it was important to end by focusing on something that I think meets the moment um, and to really consider uh, how far we've come and, and what we've been through. And so I do want to talk about the fact that there was yet another article about whether Subway's tuna has tuna in it. <laughs> that honestly is like the thing that's gotten me most agitated this week, which says something really bad about me, or maybe society, maybe both. Here's the deal. It's fucking tuna, and everybody needs to calm the fuck down. So here's the deal. The Washington Post ran a story about the fact that there's people in California suing Subway claiming that the tuna isn't tuna. I think it's a frivolous lawsuit. You know why? Because I've eaten the Subway tuna sandwich, and it tastes like tuna. And I don't really understand what the theory is. The theory is that they've spent untold sums of money to generate a fake tuna and build a fake tuna supply chain across stores all across America to make something that's almost identical to tuna doesn't make any sense. It's just tuna. What are people talking about? Jared must be rolling over in his grave. Or wherever. Or wherever he is. I don't know. I think he's alive. Anyway, the reason this is back in the news is because the Times did an article. You know, one of those, they did an article, classic Times thing to do. And it was, um, it had the subheadline, is Subway selling tuna? That's like a big question to put in the New York Times. Like, if you do PR for Subway, I'm not saying it's your dream job, but you care about your work, and you wake up, and you're like, fuck, this is a huge problem for me. This is my week. When the New York Times, if you work at Subway PR, and the New York Times has a story called, Is Subway Tuna Tuna? Your week is fucked. <laughs> anyway, the point is, the New York Times spends a long time telling us about the history of tuna, outside of the Subway context, and then says, we tried to get the Subway tuna tested at DNA labs all across America, but none of them would do it because what they said was, it won't work, it's cooked tuna mixed with mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and probably little bits of bread. <laughs> and, the, and the reporter, to her intrepid credit, is like, I'm not taking no for answer. I'm going to find one lab that'll do it. And she did. Good for her little suspicious. Here's why. I cannot believe how much time we're spending on this. <laughs> why not? I don't care. We've been doing nothing for a year. She finds a lab that is willing to test the tuna, but then the lab says, only if you don't put our names in the article. We want to test the tuna anonymously. And I've literally never heard that before. A laboratory being granted anonymity what? And they're like, well, because we may want to work with Subway in the future. Well, probably. Don't do this. <laughs> so then the lab tests the tuna. And lo and behold, they're like, we couldn't find any tuna. Caveat, it's cooked food mixed with mayonnaise, spices, and little bits of bread because you pulled it off the bread. Because the reporter didn't even get tuna separate. She just ordered a bunch of sandwiches. <laughs> um, Anyway, the reason I bring this up, there's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason. The point is, there's no point. The point is, the lab is like, well, we can't be sure it's tuna. And also, one thing we learned from this article, which is a, one of the most interesting parts about it, is that Subway tuna is allowed to sit out for 72 fucking hours. So yeah, I imagine it didn't register the DNA in the sample. <laughs> I'll close by saying this. 
Last October, Ireland's Supreme Court ruled that Subway's rolls had so much sugar in them that they didn't meet the legal definition of red. And I think $5 for a 12-inch cake covered in tuna is like a pretty good fucking deal. <laughs> All right. What is this show? Our pride show. <laughs> this is pride to me. Pride can be whatever you want it to be, and this is what pride is to me. This is what pride is to me. We're back. This is so much fun. I'm having such a good time. Uh, before we get to the show, we are at $29,500, which is, we set a goal of $30,000, and we're going to blow through it in the first few minutes of this event, which is so amazing. But please donate to the Trans Justice Funding Project. When we come back, I'm talking with Adam Rippon, Lacey Mosley, and Hannah Einbinder. But first the gayest moment in history. The queerest moment in history is a two-way tie for me uh, between the three-way kiss with Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and Madonna, which I know is like cisgender straight women performing queerness, but it had a huge impact on my childhood. And the second is uh, this puppy that I just adopted met another boy puppy, and the first thing he did was lick his butt while like humping the air. Like father, like son, I guess. I'm gonna take you back to the early 1900s. A woman by the name of Lucy Hicks Anderson, a black trans icon, darling. And she got arrested a number of different times because she was a black trans woman and this country has always been trash to black people and trans people and women and feminine folks. So if you all three, honey, that's the trifecta of aggression. So she got arrested one day but she was the best cook in the city and she was about to cater this, this event for this high society white man. You wanna know what he did? He bailed her out. Why? Because that's black trans power. Okay, your society can't run without black trans power, honey. And it's been happening since the early 1900s and beyond, okay? That is the queerest moment in history. That is black trans power. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh man, you know, I don't know. Pushing it down, <laughs> pushing it all the way down, getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it, squishing it real tight. Fighting through it, <laughs> gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads, fight it. You fight it, you push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. <laughs> when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. <laughs> Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the, the, the attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Everybody needs therapy. You need therapy. I need therapy. Tommy needs therapy. Mm -hmm. We all need therapy. Mm -hmm. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash love it. And we're back. <laughs> Out of the closets, into the streets. It's not just the name of this show. It's a state of mind. It's a state of being. After COVID put a pause on circuit parties, which I believe is some kind of gay hackathon. I honestly don't know. <laughs> I swear to all of you, 
Uh, I don't know what they are. I've been embarrassed to ask my whole life, and I'm going to find out during this show. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it was a hard year. It was a year of unprecedented visibility for LGBT people and new threats, especially against trans people. And I think stripped away, a lot of us came to understand our own identity better, how we wanted to see ourselves, how we wanted to be seen in the world when there was a world again. Plus, the game Hades came out, which was super fucking gay, and it ruled. <laughs> the levels were procedurally generated, and the Greek gods all had sex with each other. <laughs> Here to talk about all of it, well, probably not that, <laughs> he is an Olympic figure skater, and the twirling ghost haunting Mike Pence's dreams. Please welcome Adam Rippon. Hi, Adam. Thanks for being here. Literally my pleasure. She is Harper in Paramount Plus's reboot of iCarly and the host of Scam Goddess. We have the goddess herself, Lacey Mosley. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice. Thanks for being here. Nice to be here. Hi, Lacey. Okay. <laughs> so fun. And she is solely responsible for the career renaissance of queer icon Gene Smart. Please welcome Hannah Einbinder. Thank you all for being here. Yes. This is so fun. Um, Adam, I wanted to first say to you, congrats on getting engaged. Thank you. You oh, too. Yeah. We both got engaged. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. It's, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I might fly my boy toy to Cancun. Wow, <laughs> nice. That's cool too. That's, that's better. Yeah. That's better because it doesn't involve like parents. <laughs> so Adam, you got engaged, but then you were long distance for a year because of the pandemic? Yeah, we are engaged. Um, uh, but we've been long distance kind of our whole relationship but um, we've been able to spend like large chunks of time together, but he's from Finland. But because of the pandemic, I didn't see him for like a whole year. Wow. Yeah. Any long distance tips? Other than don't do My that. My number one <laughs> long distance tip is maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you sick of people asking you when you're going to get married? Because I am. Um, I'm not because I always tell them that I'm just do like I'm I my full plan is to like just go to the courthouse That's because cool. a wedding is so expensive and I just rather buy like a couch. Um, I really I really respect that and I think it's a really good idea. But even the entertaining of this concept that I am doing right now, yeah, is killing my mother. <laughs> like right now, I'm so, I, we're gonna do it with family. There's gonna be a big group of people and toasts. Not dad. Dad will not give a toast. <laughs> We made a deal at Stephanie's wedding, and the deal was this. He would only read what was on the cards. <laughs> and he ad-libbed, and that was that. Last toast for Robert. <laughs> I'll probably get to talk. I'm going to invite Robert to my wedding. Oh, good luck. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't want him to stick to the cards. <laughs> I want to live on the edge. Okay. Good luck to that. I think you'll, you'll be, it'll be really exciting to see what he does. He, he only drinks at weddings. Uh, <laughs> Hannah, you played a bi character on Hacks, and um, you're bi in real life, right? Absolutely, yeah. Cool. Woo! Um, Come on, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, the reason I wanted to ask you about it is because I love Hacks. Love Hacks, as I told you. I told you back. Thank so, you. so one of them, you must be sick of being complimented about it. It's only because um, it, my self-esteem doesn't allow me to take yeah. in positive affirmation. Right. So I have to do a lot of this. Oh, to, like, oh. It ricochets off. The, it has to ricochet. <laughs> oh, yeah. It has to like, bing, bing. I right. gotta get it. Don't let it in. Get it on lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that I thought was cool in the show is that I feel like uh, Gene Smart's character, Deborah, reacts to a 
bi person the way society reacts to bi people, which she's like, wait a second, that's pretty wacky. And then she stops caring. Um, like, how did it, how did you feel about like how much being bi was part of the character? Like, was sort of, it was like a big deal for the, for in the moments it was a big deal. And then it just became kind of, she had an ex-girlfriend and she slept with a guy. Like, how did you feel like it played out? Um, I liked that the representation was not um, so, did not dwell so much on it because it allowed us to see sort of a bisexual person as fully formed and realized and going about their life. And so, you know, I, I think the reason that it's sort of like accepted in this universe is because, you know, Deborah Vance sort of a queer icon, I would say. I mean, and so yeah. everyone around her is queer. Um, so she's she's a little bit like, wait, what's going on? Because, you know, Marcus and Damien are both gay, but what is this? Um, when she's looking at Ava. So yeah. um, it's a lovely way to just be like, here's a fully formed person and we don't have to like, it's, it's not always about that, but there are little like digs here and there about it, which I think is also representative of the, of the experience. Yeah, you know, so. I wouldn't know. Just, <laughs> just hard gay. Yeah, uh, hard. I love it. Oh, my dream, my dream. <laughs> Be so much same. Just gold star, <laughs> gold star. Um, Lacey, yes. uh, you're in a similar boat because you're playing a bi character on this show that's just coming out right now, right? It's yeah. just just airing on Paramount Plus. Mm -hmm. Would you say Paramount Pluses, iCarly or Paramount? Plus, I Carly. You know what I mean? Is it S E? <laughs> like, like LGBTQ Paramount Plus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but they didn't know you were queer when you auditioned. No. Um, that was a goal of theirs. They really wanted a queer woman. But at the same time, just because of like labor laws, you can't really be like, okay, sis, so you e box or no. Like, you can't, you know, you can't. <laughs> you can't be like, we're going to do just what we did in your first callback, you know, like, and then also do you eat pussy. Like, you can't do that. Um, <laughs> Wait, you can't? Because my audition process. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need you to actually see have to it. eat pussy to go to the I need to call someone. Crazy. <laughs> So it's crazy that we've all done the same thing. Right. <laughs> I don't know, Adam. I feel like yours. I, feel I like failed. Your. Yeah. I got kicked out. Well, you really overcame a lot. <laughs> I was like, Someone it's for my country, so. <laughs> That's so funny. Close your eyes and think of gold. <laughs> yes. So they couldn't ask. Um, and it was... <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Somehow it ended up with a meeting box for the USA. Um, and I love that for him. Um, but yeah, so they couldn't ask. Um, I didn't audition for the show originally. I got a phone call on a Saturday that was like, do you want a screen test for this? And they were like, the showrunner will get on Zoom with you. And I was like, all right, shit, let's do it. And so I talked to her that day. She was cool as fuck. They didn't want this character to ever address being bi other than it was just always how she was. So by that, I mean like there's no coming out story for Harper. There's no, hey guys. I like box, everyone gather around. Like, we're not, it's just a normal woman living her normal life, and she dates men, and she also dates women. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like fully stuck in trying to find out if somebody is bi without being able to ask, and it's like, I don't even know, like, I know how you could maybe figure out if somebody's a lesbian and be like, I mean, remember Lilith there? And then you kind of wait a second to see if they, <laughs> or something like that, like... I guess. That's the mystery of the big Q, my friend. Yeah. Yes. I think it's like a college roommate thing. You got to be like, yeah, because, you know, we like all made out with our college roommates. Let's <laughs> 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 wait. <laughs> He's wait a second. <laughs> so, 
It does. I'm glad you brought up that the character is not coming out because I was thinking about this when um, that Bachelor Man came out of the closet. Uh, Colton Apple Undertree mm-hmm. Underwood. <laughs> Undertree. <laughs> but he came out and he like did the full rollout and he like sat down for an interview and he said he was gay and it really felt like early 2000s to me, like mm-hmm. like somebody being like, I'm gay and I support the troops. <laughs> Which is how I did it. <laughs> That's the way to do it. I'll never forget there was one uh, in my childhood. It was Clay Aiken. And he was holding a baby Not on Clay People Aiken. magazine. <laughs> and then it said at the bottom, I'm gay. <laughs> and I remember, I don't know who made this joke, but they were like, is the baby gay? Because we, we all knew about Clay. He didn't have to come out on People magazine. <laughs> that cover haunts me. I, I can see it right now. I'm the baby. <laughs> that com- and I'm gay so that, it's you were that and I was that baby <laughs> yes I love this for you so Adam when you 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 came out and you were the uh, first openly gay person to qualify for the Winter Olympic team right yes. and for, the, for the for the US for the US and for the and the first uh, pers- first person member of the US team to be openly gay into metal yes pretty cool I just Crazy. think it's a cool thing yeah. applaud him yes <laughs> I was about to say um, <laughs> but like, it was amazing to me that like, I was like, oh my God, none of these gay guys were out when they went to the Olympics yeah. over all these years. And there was this strange like rule that being a gay Olympian was like, um, like Provincetown on a rainy day, like gay, but inside. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I have actually described it before. <laughs> but Verbatim. like, was it? Was it surprising how big a deal it was to you to like break that rule? Yeah, it was a, a huge shock because um, like I had been out as an athlete for a few years at that point before the Olympics. And um, I, I think one thing that I was really afforded this opportunity of like, I was never like a favorite for gold. They were like, oh, Adam's like good. So like, good luck. But like, I was never like favorite to win. So there was never that like pressure on me to like, are you like, you know, the stakes were a little bit lower. Like I would do really well if like someone like fucked up and then I would like beat them and be like, I'm sorry, you lost to a gay guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But like other than that, you know, it was never like never a big deal. And I didn't have to have like a lot of that pressure on me. Um, But, you know, being at the Olympics, it, it was a much bigger deal than I ever thought it would be. So interesting. You both like Hannah and Lacey, like you both have become like known for being by performers and you become sort of celebrities as by people but like you have it's happening right before our eyes deal with it it is <laughs> but you're not coming out like that step is sort of gone like how do you feel about that though it's like i don't know i never i like i never i never came out i just like had a gay voice when i was 17 <laughs> 17 i was born no i mean with my queer voice oh i should you're right let me let me phrase People started telling me that my gay voice was that I was gay. <laughs> They're willing to find... Well, the bullies said it early. Very early. The friends waited till I was 17. <laughs> but, like, what is it... How do you feel about, like, being, like, kind of on the vanguard of representing by people? It is, like, a new thing. It is. Like, Deborah Vance doesn't know about it, you know? 
<laughs> it's um I will say that I never came out either. Um in fact, I guess the only way that I ever came out was like um I was outed to my parents um in a magazine. Um and it was like not a big deal. My parents are not homophobes, they're not big. They're more like, "Why didn't you tell us? You didn't feel like you could share." And I was like, "If I bring a bitch home, then we can talk about it like there was nobody here." <laughs> Excuse my language, but I'm like, I wasn't I'm not dating anybody. So, you know, like I'm not dating a man, I'm not dating a woman right now, so it's just like not something I needed to like be like, hey, I want you to know about, uh, like I look at Tessa Thompson and I'm like, yes. <laughs> like I don't, I didn't, you know. Um, but so I was talking actually about Tessa Thompson on a podcast and then they're like, things to know about Lacey, she's bi. We heard her talk about this podcast that we dug up from seven years ago and I was like, oh, okay. And then after that, like obviously with Harper and this character, it's become a larger part of my identity than it was before, which I have no qualms with, but for me, like, there are just so many people, especially in our community, who are way more marginalized and don't have as much privilege as I do. And so it feels weird to, for that part of my identity to be so in the forefront right now because I'm just like, I like to amplify voices that need to be amplified. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still, I may be a dark-skinned black woman, but I'm still like a cis, you know. Yeah. Honestly, the bravest thing I did today wasn't, wasn't telling people I was bi. It was that I didn't have time to go home and put on makeup and I like came out here with my face. This is brave. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That's my Olympic gold moment. They clap for you having the Olympics and then they clap because I have no makeup. Yeah, on. actually, when we were over so, there, I was like, she's actually not wearing makeup and that is kind of brave. <laughs> I mean, Too I, pretty to call that brave. I don't buy it. Yeah. I don't buy it. I, I mean, I fully echo that. It really is about the sacrifices that other members of our community have made so that we can be so, so free in this. And it's also like, it feels like an identity that while people do, don't really like... I guess the term I will use is like non-binary identities, things that exist in a middle. In, in my experience, at least, it's something that I think people, because they do see you as like having hetero relationships, they can get it. Like it, it feels like something that was when explained in that way, maybe like, for example, on the show, yeah. palatable and understandable. Yeah. Happy Pride, everybody. No, so before we... <laughs> so um, thank you all for being here. Before we go, we're going to play a quick game. Uh, queer people. A community with incredibly diverse perspectives and point of view. We couldn't pick one color for our flag, so we picked them all, but sometimes one opinion is correct. That opinion is mine. <laughs> so in honor of accurate opinions, we're playing a game called Subjective Gay Trivia. Here's how it works. I'll ask a question about queer culture. Whoever gets it right or comes closest to getting it right gets the point. Are you ready? Yes. 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 Question one. A straight actor who ought to be grandfathered in and permitted to play gay characters. Stanley Tucci. As, I mean, that's just correct, honestly. Like, <laughs> others could have gotten closer, but it's just Stanley Tucci. We have wow. to allow it. It enrages me that that's that even a question. He's so good. He plays gay so well. Can't you know? argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Lacey, we'll start with you. Most overrated pop diva. Wow, wow. Honestly, honestly, that reaction is is not fair. It was a good pick. It was a really good pick. Thank you. Yeah, she had like Adam a, for the steal. Oh no. The steal. <laughs> I have to steal from Rita Ora again. <laughs> I'm so glad I did this to you. Okay, music wise, Jennifer Lopez. Wow. Wow. Look, honestly, the dawning realization that it's a good and difficult conversation to have. But um, listen, the, the face, underrated. Ups Great face. Fantastic actress. Great. Fantastic actress. It's uh, just olive oil, because, too. Because Hannah got the first one. Because, 
Is that true? <laughs> the name uh, of my doctor. I'm going to say it's a tie. <laughs> I think Rita Ora and Jennifer Lopez were both good answers. We also would have accepted Jared Leto. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> best ally. You can name anybody on earth as the best ally. And I'll just be honest. I have a real, I have a real and sincere answer for this. Best ally. Lately. Recently. Recent history. But you can pick anybody and it could be what right. I have a sincere answer. I do. I know it's shocking. Oh, the rest do you of them have are another one? Oh, I want to say <laughs> yeah, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, great Wait, answer. I was going to say Jane Fonda. He was going to say Jane Fonda. You can go with Jane Fonda too if you'd like. I was going to go Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. My one answer, because I always love them and everything they have to say was Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union. I think they're amazing. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think they're amazing. And I want to do one real one. Next one, not real. You look up through the sunroof of your 1992 Ford Explorer and you realize that something isn't right. You're not moving and the power seems to be out. Is the electric fence down? You're not sure. (laughs) Is this a question? (laughs) Suddenly you hear the eerie sound of taut metal coming loose and then in the dark through the rain you see it, a beast of unimaginable scale and you realize there's nothing between you and a Tyrannosaurus Rex besides your SUV's windshield and two of the greatest pop stars and gay icons of all time, Madonna and Cher, trapped in the SUV ahead of you. You have a flare in your hand. You turn to Lady Gaga, who rode with you. She said, <laughs> "She says we've got to save my mamas. I don't know how she sounds. <laughs> About Cher and Madonna, what do you do? Okay, well, I'm definitely going to hop in the whip and uh, skirt skirt back, because where's Beyonce? <laughs> 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 like, I got to go save Beyonce first. Sorry. <laughs> That's going to be tough to beat. That's going to be tough to beat, Adam. Yeah. Um, I uh, actually took the words out of my mouth when you went skirt, skirt back. Um, <laughs> and so after I would do that, um, I would actually, um, obviously, electric fence out, Madonna, famous uh, electrician. I would have her fix the fence, share in the car. She needs to sit down. And then we go. Then we're out of there. Then we go and we're out of there. All right. That's a pretty good answer. You can steal it. You can steal it. It's um, going to be tough. Those are good answers. The question is, is what, what, what do you do? What do you do? What <laughs> That's do all, you, you Where share? is the writer who wrote this? <laughs> where I'll are get, you? Oh. <laughs> I know you're in here. It's you. Is it you? Um, it was me. It's <laughs> such a, <laughs> it, was a, it was a crazy thing to it's do. Fantastic. It was two in the morning and I'd eaten an edible. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so my... You my, have a flair. And just a reminder, the Tyrannosaurus Rex's vision is based on movement. Oh. So you could... Oh, share. Obviously, not moving much. <laughs> uh, She's on TikTok, Adam. Shame on you. I I would try to uh, position the flare to get the dinosaur in the eye. That's a great and answer. And then so disarm the dinosaur, grab the girls, and go. Um, I think that's a great answer. I think sadly you would perish in that I would, outcome. I would but it would. But you'd die saving Cher and Madonna. Yeah. You've won that round. That was your correct answer. uh, We all also would have accepted tell Scooter Braun to run with the player (laughs) as fast as he can. (laughs) Because I don't know that he knows that the T-Rex's vision is based on movement. One of many things that he doesn't know. But we'll find out. It does say all of it on the cards. (laughs) (laughs) Best ally from the TV show Friends. It can be a cast member or a guest star. I think um, Phoebe, Phoebe is the best ally. Okay. All right. Some thoughtful, some thoughtful applause for Phoebe. Yeah. Lacey? Aisha Tyler, the one black lady that was on that show. <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. I'll just be honest with you. She is the runner-up to the correct answer. I'm letting you know that in advance. It was a great choice, but not correct. <laughs> wow. 
God, I have to be honest. I didn't watch that show. That's also correct. That's also correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's the correct answer. Wow. You got it. Hannah, you got it. I, I didn't uh, watch we it. We also would have accepted Tom Selleck because it's the only character in the history of the show that was confident and safe in his own masculinity. Okay. Think wow. about it. Think about one other character that was comfortable being just a man in the world. Because that's allyship. <laughs> You've all won the game. <laughs> Thank you so much to Adam Rippon, Lacey Mosley, and Hannah Einbinder. When we come back, gay news, but first, the gay agenda. Part of the gay agenda I think we should consider amending. We need our own country. I've been thinking about this for a long time. Like, uh, queer people are some of the most creative, kind, smart, giving people in the world. And I'm so sick of having to jump through hoops. There's like no country where queer people aren't just given the rough end of the stick. So I say we like pool our money because we're all pretty wealthy without babies and uh, like buy Australia and then just turn that into our home. Well, you know, I consider myself to be the president of the BFB Society. In case you're not familiar, BFB stands for Big Footed Bitches. And I firmly believe that we need to add to the queer agenda, getting shoes for us big footed bitches in the department stores. Now, if you, if you wanna wear a heel and you happen to have a foot size over the size of 12, you gotta go to the same place that the drag queens and the sex workers get their shoes. And don't get me wrong, shout out to them, but like, them shoes ain't always comfortable. I don't care what they say, y'all. Sometimes you just want a sensible heel, okay? Sometimes you don't want a platform heel. I wanna be able to go to a little, 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 little department store, you know, little Macy's, little something, something, get me a little heel, okay? So we need big footed bitches shoes in the department stores. Please add that to the agenda. Please and thank you, amen. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious, he'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. And we're back. I hadn't seen this. This is so funny. He is a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist, a Grammy nominee, bane of evil men, and of people who think we should just, like, try not to use the phone in bed as much because of the light and how it affects people's sleep. Please welcome Ronan Farrow. This is so beautiful, you guys. This is nice. Hi. I have so much social anxiety right now. This is a a crowd. This is crazy. I, don't I haven't think, seen people. I don't know how to be with people anymore. I don't think All people right, are, are symmetrical doing? as you the drink, have social the drink anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We have more. We're don't. more insecure. Wow, he, he managed to accept the compliment. <laughs> as true. He I'm just bought the premise. He bought the premise. <laughs> you handsome son of a bitch. All right. <clears throat> Before we start, there was one thing I wanted to talk about with you, oh, which no. is this. It's now the time? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Specifically why I was frustrated that you chose this year to be nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Here is why. In a normal year, it was for it was for the his audiobook. Um, Thank you. Thank you for accepting the, my the, accent work. <laughs> the voices were polarizing. The, their, it was polarizing but well received. Deeply well received. It was the right creative choice. <laughs> but he's nominated for a Grammy, and in a normal year, 
look, I'm never going to get nominated for a Grammy. Let's face it. That's a piece I've made with it. Thank you, Paul V, for allowing to just open It could happen. Making your eyes say, you could be. <laughs> but I can't be. And so my only chance to go to all the coolest parties where it's like, is that Beyonce over there? Is, is that um, <laughs> another famous singer? <laughs> We Adam only know <laughs> the one famous person. That's our cultural frame of reference. I'm literally trying to think of one. She is, in fairness, the one that you want to run into, probably. Bruno Mars. <laughs> the name I was going for was Bruno Mars. Okay. Yeah, the point is, cool. in a normal year, I would have here? gotten to be, I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> I would have gotten to be his first live show in a year. First crap. I know. How's he doing? He's fine. <laughs> All right. The point is, in a normal year, I would have gotten to go as a plus one on my plus one world tour to like... Clyde Davis's party and this other thing and look at those celebrities and I would have met all these people and put on a tuxedo jacket and then felt a little self-conscious but then had a drink and felt great. Uh, (laughs) And instead, this was the experience of being your plus one at the Grammys. You're sitting in front of a laptop, you turn on the ring light, you go like this. I lost to Rachel Maddow. Yeah, that was the went. full extent of the fucking Grammys. That, that, that was, sucks. That was the Grammys journey. Uh, there was a Clive Davis party invite, uh, but it was a Zoom. Uh, please. Yeah. You, you don't get to run into Beyonce. I don't even think you should have brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point is... Gay news. I'll get better at that as we do more. I hope you don't. It's time for gay news. You know what happens. We're just going to read some gay news. Great. Uh, in I, May- I don't get all these jokes, by the way. <laughs> There's like fully half of them that I just don't get. I'm winging it. Not half, a couple. But up, up, but up, 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 gay news. In May, Demi Lovato came out as non-binary, which explains why they got so mad at that Furio place for saying there are 31 flavors but only two genders. But up, but up, but up, but up, gay news. Sure, sure. That's the tradition, right? You're supposed to be. You're supposed. You've never heard a goddamn word of this show. Late in the cursed year of 2020, Elliot Page, star of Juno, came out as trans, which is awesome because now a trans person can ask all the expositional questions in a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> Did Elliot Page come out, or was it a dream within a dream within a dream? But up, up, but up, 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 gay news. World War II codebreaker Alan Turing became the first gay man on a British banknote. This is the UK's way of saying their 1952 prosecution of Turing for homosexual acts was a bit of a sticky wicket. <laughs> but up, up, but up, 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 gay news. In good gay news, the VA will begin offering gender confirmation surgery to trans veterans. But because the VA believes at long last that trans people should be treated like everyone else, the paperwork will take three years. In April, to the dismay of conservatives everywhere, the devil's boyfriend, Lil Nas X, dropped Call Me By Your Name. Great, great song, great video. Conservatives were pissed. When you sleep with the devil, it better be a right-wing dictator, otherwise it's just offensive. Bachelor star Colton Underwood came out as gay amid controversy. The controversy makes no sense because the Venn diagram of people who love The Bachelor and people who hate dramatic twists look like two circles on the opposite sides of the fucking universe. Just last week, Carl Nassib became the first active NFL player to come out as gay. Nice. Carl, how active are we talking? Hey. And that's the joke, right? I guess. <laughs> Who wrote these? Sesame Street celebrated this Pride Month by introducing two gay dads, yet Bert and Ernie are still just roommates because everyone is on their own timeline. 
Chipotle offers drag stars go-to orders to raise money for LGBTQ charities. Guac's still extra, though. They're allies, not idiots. Gay news. And finally, American Idol alum David Archuleta. I'm really, this is so not right. American Idol alum David Archuleta says he's an LGBT community member. God made me how I am, he said. Yeah, runner up. That I'm is so, so mean. <laughs> Can you believe that? He's an angel. He's so wonderful. Paula shame on you. <laughs> I, it was so funny. I had to do it, but so mean. Sweet David Archuleta. He was sweet when he was on the show. His coming out story was so, so earnest. And here I come in with this filth. I mean, it is funny. It's funny. That it's too mean. <laughs> and that's gay news. Any parting thoughts for Pride Running? Uh, uh, be full of it and uh, give money to this, this good noble cause. <laughs> Look at him. should have prepared more for this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, Ronan Farrow, so handsome. Look at him. Ah, you. Thanks, everyone, for having me. <laughs> when we come, thank you, Ronan. When we come back, RB and Brendan Scannell. But first, a somewhat haunted rant from the gay zone, Elliot Glazer. Oh, man, I am so excited that it is Pride Month. Uh, I have so much pride as an openly gay man. And it's really nice to know that in a month like June, especially after a year we had with COVID, uh, I'm not sure you heard about it, but it was a thing. Um, It's nice to know that there are places to go for respite where queer people can go and live their most authentic lives like Palm Springs or Miami or Fire Island. Uh, Fire Island is a specific place filled with uh, mostly men, mostly white men, uh, where there's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to be had, hijinks. And uh, I'd like to say that I don't need to see it. (laughs) It's not my thing, but I'm glad you're having fun. I have fun too. I think naps are fun and I love naps. Um, I like a one-on-one kind of quiet thing. Uh, But listen, have a blast. Congrats to everybody who's out there dancing and filming it. I just don't need to see it. (laughs) But I'm also in my parents' basement, so who's to... Who's to say? Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious... You'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else Tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. And we're back. Susan Sontag. In 1964, she wrote her seminal work, Notes on Camp, which was buried by the sands of time until the devil wearing Prada declared camp the theme of the Met Gala in 2019. Since then, the LGBTQ community, the Alphabet Mafia, has reasserted their claim on camp, but what's the most camp? Summer camp, campaigns, the hippocampus? Here to help crown the campiest. They are stand-up and writer. Please welcome R.B. Hi, thanks for being here. How you doing? What's up? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Wow, faces. Faces. You it's have a, a face junk. Full on face. <laughs> you have a full on face. More than when I went into the quarantine. Yeah, I got a lot more face too, I feel like. I yeah, like it. I gained I like face. my mo- I like having more face. Yeah, I like having I like that you have more face. Thanks. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I made it weird again. <laughs> it's great. I made things weird before I didn't see people for a year. <laughs> 
And he is the star of Netflix's very kinky comedy, Bonding. Please welcome Brendan Scannell. Hi, Brendan. Hi. Oh, wow. Is it on? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no. I haven't been in front of people in years. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. All right, here's how it works. So first of all, we have celebrated ally Caroline Reston coming on stage with our bracket. Uh, nice. Guys, give it up for Caroline Reston. This nice. is what allyship is all about. It's cork about holding boards, a cork Corkboards board. are camp. Corkboards are camp. Here's the thing. Um, I know this doesn't look like a sports bracket because nobody who knows about sports bracket was involved. Um, and like in hindsight, sure, there should be lines and it should move towards the center. That did not occur to us until deep into the process. Um, I, I like that you have queered the bracket. Like this, <laughs> this is a queer version of a bracket. Absolutely. Like let's not have lines. Let's not have binaries. It's Abs- just there's there's cards on the court. <laughs> this is like something like a 15 year old gay boy would put on his wall, and he's like got a rent poster above it. <laughs> That's our March Madness. Because it's June Madness. This. I'm actually a little bit stuck on. Um, Lacey talking about her parents finding out uh, that she was bi because she didn't have anybody to bring home. And I'm remembering that when I came out to my parents, they were like, have you kissed a girl? I was like, no. Have you kissed a boy? I was like, no. They're like, how do you know? And I was like, honestly, now I'm not sure again. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Don't pity me. It's fine. I'm here because of that. Anyway, here's how this works. We're going to declare... What is the campiest? And then Guy Branham, who is literally in the south of France, will at some point catch wind of this and tell me that we were wrong in our choices and potentially to do this at all. Um, So here's how this is going to work. Brendan and RB are going to just help us figure out the answer to this bracket. Uh, In the uh, March Madness, June Madness, Camp Madness, Sweet 16, we have Joe Manchin's Houseboat, The Almost Heaven, Bitcoin, fanfic about Shrek, the part of Corella where dogs killed her families or whatever, uh, the stand-up at the beginning of Seinfeld that got cut for time and syndication, the 2021 New York City mayoral primary, TikTok grandmas, Chromatica Oreos, Double Stuffed Oreos, the Imagine Celebrity video, and the Gal Gadot apology, everyone accepting Ellie Kemper's apology for the Eyes Wide Shut dance, (laughs) turning the built-in Zoom filter to Max, Mar-a-Lago, the 1991 film Nothing But Trouble starring Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, and Dan Aykroyd, Jeff Bezos going to space, and Jeff Bezos dying in space. Mm. Let's go through it. Great. Uh, Your first category, Brendan and RB, it's fanfic about Shrek versus the stand-up at the beginning of Seinfeld that got cut for time in syndication. What is more campy? Mm. Um, definitely fanfic about Shrek. I don't think there's anything camp about Seinfeld. Okay, that's it. Then you know what? Let's get this shit off the board. I totally agree with that. I feel like the Seinfeld cut for time is like saying, is the dentist camp? And I don't think that (laughs) applies. (laughs) All right, we have a winner there. All right, everyone accepting Ellie Kemper's apology or the Gal Gadot apology for the Imagine video. It's a tough call. I, I have an immediate reaction to this, which is Gal Gadot apology. That that is the camp for me. I feel like I've I've been off Twitter for like two years and I have no idea what these things are. Um, oh no, that's such a good response. <laughs> Fuck, my brain's broken by dumb internet stuff made by evil weird corporations. Wait, what, you said the Gal Gadot. Yeah. Okay, I think that's definitely more camp. I think there's something horrible about that. Racist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Racism's uh, not camp. Turning the built-in Zoom filters to max or. The part of Cruella where dogs mm. killed oh. her family or whatever. <laughs> this is a tough one. <laughs> because I feel like turning the Zoom filter to the max is, in its heart, incredibly camp. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're pushing 
for something and you're yeah. bringing people in. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. You're smoothing out your face and putting your face forward. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Smooth and forward. And then Cruella. It's, you can't, how do you out camp Cruella? To yeah. Them? I think, think there's an element of camp where like you can't be trying too hard though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's something maybe a little well, try hard. Argues for About Zoom. getting killed about by Cruella? a bunch of dogs. About- <laughs> <laughs> I, I th- do you, little sweaty. Little do you sweaty. think a prequel is inherently uncamp because you must be dropped into the camp to understand and appreciate the camp? To explain the camp <laughs> is to make it uncamp. Does that make sense? I don't know. Absolutely, that sounds right. Hey, Absolutely. I went to college for a little while at least. I've started this Susan Sontag article about three times and never finished it. <laughs> um, I have like. So meaning to read it <laughs> before we did this segment on my show. I have it on a wish list. <laughs> um, you know what? We're giving it to the Zoom filter. Great. I feel like that's, that's where our I hearts were. Right. That's where our hearts I were. I feel right about that. Um, I think this one, uh, I'm curious what you think. <laughs> Jeff Bezos going to space or Jeff Bezos <laughs> dying in space? Dying in space. It's definitely. just clear. Okay. <laughs> it's just so clear. Right. Because look, here's the thing. I don't know exactly when Jeff Bezos is going to space. He really may die up there. No amount of money makes safe space. Safe space, space safe. No amount of money makes safe. No amount of money makes space a safe place. A safe space. No amount of money makes space a safe space. The point is, Jeff Bezos may be dead in two weeks. At which point we won't be able to use this clip anymore. But for now, in this moment, living in the present, that works. I thought you were like having an aneurysm. I I did. I did. I'm in. I'm in real medical trouble. (laughs) Um, Next, chromatic Oreos or double stuffed Oreos. I think I know where your heart is. I know what you want to say. My heart is in double stuffed Oreos. Mm. Mm. Right. I mm. don't know what Chromatica Oreos are. So Lady Gaga for Chromatica released a line of Oreos. Restaurant in uh, Carmel by the Sea. Camp. (laughs) 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 Okay, that wins. (laughs) Um, But I I think you're right that double stuffed Oreos are more camp because they're not assuming they're they are what they are. It was like Mm. an Oreo executive was just like, but what about double? (laughs) (laughs) And that worked. Let's get also the use of the word stuff in this situation. (laughs) I think is important to be stuffed. This camp <laughs> is being stuffed camp. Yes, incredibly, Next. incredibly. Mar-a-Lago or Joe Manchin's houseboat, which is called Almost Heaven. <laughs> a West Virginia senator he invites bipartisan groups of senators onto his houseboat. The Almost Heaven is a camp. Is there like a river in West Virginia that they go to? A lake? Oh no, it's in At D.C. Point, it's on the yeah. Potomac. It's his uh, house. It's his home away from home. Yeah, he doesn't spend time in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, is it in a coal mine? <laughs> Question: Are there is there a uh, foam plateware on his uh, houseboat? There's just got to be. There's just yeah. got to be. I think we got to go with the idea of a houseboat is yeah. camp. camp. It is yeah, camp. It is yeah, camp. let's get Marla yeah. out of there. We don't have to think about it anymore. Too, get it out of there. Boom. All right. The 2021 New York City mayoral race or TikTok grandmas? Mm. Uh, is it Andrew Yang versus Eric Adams versus Maya Wiley versus Diane Morales versus Diane Morales's own campaign, which did eat itself alive? <laughs> what? What? That was fucking. By the way. That's fucking camp. <laughs> a campaign imploding <laughs> the way that it did. I don't care. Listen, I don't care about your politics, all right? That's fucking camp. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta face it. I think sort of like making a bunch of queer people stop posting about pride for a second to then be like, I voted. That felt camp mm, from afar. Yeah. But TikTok grandmas is something I also know nothing about. Sure, yeah. I also feel like the mayoral races need to focus on Times Square as though that is New York City, as <laughs> the this, this central place and location, as though people, you know, 
live and work in Times Square. People work. You don't understand. It's Times Square. It's it's a it's a board game of a place. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like to me, it's the 2021 New York mayor. Yeah, I race. agree. All right, it's done. It's done. All right, next 1991 film, Nothing But Trouble, starring Chevy Chase, Demi Moore, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd playing a judge, as well as I believe two giant evil babies versus <laughs> Bitcoin. It's tough. It's a tough one. It's a toughie. It's a tough it's one. It's a toughie. Because you have, you know, a fake thing completely made up that's destroying the Amazon. <laughs> Which is camp. Destroying the Amazon is camp. It's camp. I, that's my understanding of Bitcoin, at least. <laughs> I, yeah, and Venmo is trying to get me to get use it. it so, <laughs> um, Or a campy movie. It's tough. It's tough. I think there's something camp about anything involving Dan Aykroyd because he loves aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, and oh, yeah. Just, he just feels and vodka. like... And vodka, alien vodka, alien vodka, crystal head. He seems gr- well. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Chevy Chase is like a huge asshole, though. So I'm. Is he here? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. We're going with nothing but trouble. It's been chosen. It's done. Right. Bitcoin is done. It's just destroying the Amazon down there. All right. Let's do a lightning round to <sighs> get to the most camp on this board. Fanfic about Shrek versus the imagined celebrity video for which Gal Gadot issued a semi-apology about her heart being in the right place, but it not maybe having the right tone. Imagine celebrity video for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I agree, yeah. Yeah, fanfic about Shrek. It's more erotic. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Not the fanfic that I watch. <laughs> Read? I don't know. All fanfic is inherently erotica. That's what you need to know. That's right. Next up, <laughs> turning the built-in Zoom filter to Max or Jeff Bezos dying in space. Space death yeah, for let's me. Go big I mean, it's just, <laughs> here's the thing. It's, I, it's a, look, Dark Horse favorite. It's yeah. the Duke of this thing. I don't That's know what right. that means. Boss Baby Dying that. in Space is what we all, the movie we need to see. <laughs> Boss Baby Dying in Space. Double Boss Baby Oreos. in Space. <laughs> Sorry. Double Soft Oreos versus Joe Manchin's Houseboat. What's camp? Joe Manchin's Houseboat. Come on. Come on. Get these Double Soft Oreos out there. <laughs> The 2021 Mayor's Race versus the 1991 film Nothing But Trouble. Reminder, it is about a coal mine town in which Dan Orgrid is the judge. John Candy is both the cop and the wife. Oh. You know, I got to go with mayoral race for me. I'll throw my hat in the ring on that one, too. Okay. Times, wow. Times Square is just going to outweigh <laughs> Nothing Dan But Eckert Trouble. Trying too hard to be camp. That's correct. Yeah. All right. We're in the final four. Imagine versus Jeff Bezos. Dying in space. Just reminder. You just don't to, have to convince me. Yeah. That one is. I just want to remind. <laughs> this was in black and no- white, and they made eye contact with the camera. <laughs> they looked into the camera for this. They took themselves so seriously. <laughs> A in personal their assistant edited it. <laughs> yes, it was edited. Really heavily edited. Um, one other thing just to add is that Jeff Bezos did film a video talking about how he always dreamed of going to space. As if that's a fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the one who wanted to go to space? Yeah. He's a very unique guy. So what are we going with? What are we going with? What's our answer? It's a big decision. I think for me, like, Jeff Bezos is so buff now. Like, the idea of, like, his whole face imploding as he loses oxygen in the last moment. And his veins pop out. And he turns, you know, the way cold people die in space. <laughs> Dying in space is a very camp way to die. <laughs> Yeah, that's tough to argue with. You good? You good? Yeah, I'll right. go with it. I'll, right. I'm happy to. I mean, you made a really strong case for this, but... I'm, I'm happy to imagine all the people that died <laughs> dying in space. Uh, Joe Manchin's houseboat. By the way, 
Surprising performer, oh, Joe Manchin's houseboat. Cinderella. I would have thought it would have lost earlier. Yeah, Cinderella story. Yep. Joe Manchin's houseboat being almost not, heaven, being camp yeah. versus the New York mayor's race. What do you think? I want to go with the mayoral race because I don't want to see Joe Manchin win anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel good about that. I think, that's good. I think that's good. All right, it is time for the final two. What do they call it? A finale. Finale. <laughs> yeah, the, they the call final. it the season finale of June Madness. <laughs> the finals. Oh, they call it the finals. <laughs> What's the, the four one called? The the gruesome foursome? The quad core final semifinals. Four. Final four. <laughs> final four. And semifinals. The fab four. <laughs> <laughs> who who takes the camp prize? The Sontag, the Santi. The Susan. What do you think? I know who I want. Um mm. and it's that sweet, sweet death. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy to go with death to Jeff Bezos. You know, I'm happy to go with it. Just like we full like George Clooney in Gravity, him being like, "I'm gonna do a spacewalk," and then somebody being like, yeah. and him floating away, <laughs> and then a little bit of Total Recall. With <laughs> yes, it, just cuts. it literally cuts to Total Recall. <laughs> well, we have our champion, the campiest yeah. of camp. It's Jeff Bezos <laughs> dying in space. We did it. Thank really you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much to RV and Brendan Scannell. Up next, he is an actor, writer, and a hilarious stand-up here to tell jokes while standing up. Please welcome Jared Goldstein. <laughs> or sitting. Hi. How are you? This is great. I'm so excited to be here. I, uh, I've been told that I uh, have a unique look, and I agree. Uh, like, I once got a text from a friend that said, at Trader Joe's, saw a lesbian from behind, thought it was you. <laughs> and I texted back, I'm at Trader Joe's. <laughs> Love TJ's. Yes, hate Uber. Uh, I hate Uber. And I know that that's, like, brave to say <laughs> in front of so many Uber drivers. <laughs> Thank you for the gum. Um, so I, uh, I just got my very first car. Um, it is a brand new 2011 Mazda 2. Thank you. It has 115,000 miles on it. Uh, it's going to explode. It will. Um, I don't know anything about cars, but Kelly Blue Book Value is a great drag name. This much we know. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I used to flip coins. Uh, heads, I'm straight. Tails, I'm flipping again. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was closeted all through high school. Uh, my prom date was super religious. So she was like, okay, when we meet my parents, we have to act like nothing is going to happen here tonight. <laughs> And I was like, great, when we meet my parents, we have to act like something is going to happen here tonight. Yeah. Everyone called me Metro, because I had sex on a train. <laughs> and everyone thinks that I'm a bottom. Uh, turns out people are pretty good at thinking. <laughs> you thinked right. So if anybody here thinks they're a top, you know where to find me. Yes, um, I, uh, I love MMA, uh, but for the wrong reasons, obviously. Uh, it is literally gay porn, that's why you have to pay for it. <laughs> it is so hot. Uh, the MMA stands for mama, 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 mama. 
Thank you. <laughs> um, actually, as a kid, uh, I was put in karate class, which is racist. And I was actually kicked out of that class, which was homophobic. Uh, my favorite uh, is when straight guys are like, sorry, I'm straight. <laughs> right? Like letting me down easy. It's like, come on, man. Like if anything happened here, you would be the least hot guy I have ever been with. <laughs> and I would be minimum third hottest woman you've ever been with. <laughs> Thank you. Straight guys, right? <laughs> I could just choke them until I come. Hi, Mom. <laughs> She's watching. <laughs> uh, um, did you guys know that a few years back, um, the actress Faye Dunaway, she got sued by her gay assistant for calling him a little homosexual boy. If we can sue for that, <laughs> I am getting paid! Also, I am getting sued. That's my go-to. And sometimes I wonder if my life would be easier if I were straight. Mostly because like at least twice a day, a woman will tell me, oh, I wish you weren't gay. And it's like, yeah, well, I wish you weren't my mom. <laughs> Call it even. We got a snort, that was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm so excited that we're, we're, we're all back together and we're getting to, to be in the same room and we can perform again. Um, one of my favorite shows ever, I got to perform at an LGBT center for gay seniors. Uh, they were so cute. They were all like in their 30s. <laughs> Sounds like we got some golden girls here tonight. All right, that's my time. I'm Jared Goldstein. Thanks again, everyone. Guys, give it up for Jared Goldstein. That was so funny. I've got to go down in the valley, okay, where the girls get naked. If you throw in bands, they surely go shake it, all right? That's from the show P-Valley. And there's a character there called Uncle Clifford. She's this non-binary badass motherfucker, honey. Okay, if you're not watching P-Valley, I need you to go on and get your star subscription. That is the best LGBTQ character on television probably in a long time, okay? for me for the past few years has been Roger from American Dad. Now, if you're not like a 14 year old at heart, you may not know the show, but it's like a conservative family structure cartoon. And then Roger is their alien that they live with who is like pansexual, non-binary. I just think it's so cool that the most advanced character, you know, this, this character that's like thousands of years old and so wise and so um, advanced is queer. Um, and I think that's that's very cool. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious, he'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. And we're back. Queer people. We love finishing each other's sentences. 
when you connect with someone on the level that we do, it's like being able to read someone else's mind. So we took the classic American game show Password. We made it gayer, and here we are. Here's how it works. One partner will get a queer term along with three phrases they cannot use to describe it. Their partner will have to guess that term. Here to play. She is the first drag queen elected to public office in the U.S. Please welcome Maybe a Girl. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. So exciting. And she is an incredible stand-up and newly minted action star. Please welcome Tig Notaro. We're shaking. Kiss your own hand. That's so cool. That's such a cool move. Thank you. Never seen somebody kiss their own hand. Um, so thank you both for being here and agreeing to play our password game. Uh, you each have your clues. And we will start, one of you will have the clue, and there, and there are forbidden words that you are not allowed to say. Matt is going to show the audience what it is, and then in post, we're going to put it up on the screen. <laughs> it's low tech. We're figuring it out. It's our first <laughs> show back. Shut up about it. We're doing the best we can. It's a really good show so far, I think. Uh, let's kick it up. And I'm going to be here to monitor to make sure that you don't say any of the words you're not allowed to say. Tig, you want to kick us off? Okay, because this is a podcast, I'm going to tell you what the secret phrase is and the forbidden phrases are. For this one, the secret phrase is Brokeback Mountain. The forbidden phrases are, I wish I knew how to quit you, Jake Gyllenhaal, and Heath Ledger. I can say it's a movie. You bet. It's Thelma a- and Louise. That's right. Oh my God, is it really? <laughs> no. no. Oh God. <laughs> it was a good guess. <laughs> uh, it's going I so still good got so it. far. All right, so it's a movie. The Mask. <laughs> These are such good guesses. There's such good guesses, and you're not helping her at all. Okay, I would. That's s- without any clues. I, <laughs> and I'm assuming you mean mask with share. Yeah, not mask for mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a movie with, uh, and it's um, with share. You said mermaids. No, it's not with share. I've oh, really okay. misled you. It is a movie. It's a gay male movie. Not um, familiar. <laughs> um, it's kind of country. Um, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. You got it. You yes! got it. You got it. That was good. Oh that was good. One clue. One clue. Maybe you're up. I'm going to win this. The secret phrase is Caitlyn Jenner. The forbidden phrases are Kardashian, Olympics, governor, and vehicular manslaughter. All right. So this is a person. They're running for office. It's not me, even though I'm running for uh, Congress in this district. Um, California District 28. Uh, but they're not running for this person. She, I know the, the answer. She's not doing it. I know the answer. And you probably don't like her. I know the answer, but also the answer just went up on the screen. <laughs> Did you, you saw it though? You saw it? Uh, for sure I saw it. <laughs> That's why I'm telling you about it. Uh, Come on, Matt. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> trying to run an operation here. We're trying to raise money for trans people. I drove, Do you not care about that? I drove 12 minutes to play this game. 12 and minutes. Let me just say that. Uh, rush she, hour. She also drove somewhere. Caitlyn and, Jenner. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just want you all to know that one of the phrases you weren't allowed to use was vehicular manslaughter. I never said that. I never said vehicular manslaughter. I should have thought it. I should have done this. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> just read it off the screen there. Tig, you're up. Your clue is next. The secret phrase is drag race. The forbidden phrases are RuPaul, reality show, and queen. You're doing so great. Who's winning, by the way? Yeah, uh, you're both winning. That's oh. that's what Pride's all about. Okay, <laughs> this is a TV show. Uh, the Seventh Heaven. 
I love the aggressive you, guessing. You are so good. It's the Waltons. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Um, Walmart. <laughs> it is uh, a TV show, <laughs> and the host. RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. Shut up. Am no, I right? you got it. You got it. Wow, you know what this is? Okay, that was too easy. Here's what, here's what I think. Here's what I think is it, you're making it look easy, but there's a connection uh-huh. that's wordless, thankfully. There's a connection, and we're D- It's worthless? It's wordless. Oh, wordless. I was like... No, it's deeply... <laughs> deep, you great you worth. two have a worthless connection. <laughs> Maybe you're up. The secret phrase is Stonewall. The forbidden phrases are Brick, Riot, and Marsha P. Johnson. Okay, um, so... It's um, it's not a, a rock, but something it's else. It's up on. <laughs> what? It's it's up. <laughs> it's up on this. Yale, you're. Did you did Tig pay you? What is going on? I like this guy's style. So, do you know the answer already? It's not a rock. Um, it's. Is it a stone? It is, and it's um, it's like a barrier, but it's like a wall, yes. stone wall. You got, you got it. it! Amazing. <laughs> that is. So, oh my God, you're so good. Wait, is that part? What's happening? That here's here. Let me. So here's what's happening. Yeah, tell me what's happening. Um, I thought I listen. I am an action star. You are. And I drove 12 minutes to be here. I drove 16. 16. Well, well I got to ride. Never 16 mind. 16 minutes. That's okay. 28 minutes of time. Yeah, and we have a worthless connection. Word wordless, wordless, like okay. like like kindred, like like a connection that is both b- above and below words. <laughs> You know above I mean? and beyond. Above and beyond. And then sometimes the answers are being shown to you. And that is part of it. So it just, is? Just mm-hmm. don't look. Oh, okay. Now it's part of it. Okay. Now it's now it's part of it. Now um, I'm in. Now I get it. Uh, words you weren't allowed to say there. Brick. Uh, <laughs> oh, I said break, didn't I? You know what? You're doing so great. Baby, you go. Oh, okay. Okay, All and right. I'm not going to look up. I'm not going to look anywhere. Yeah, do, just like look down. Close your eyes. The secret phrase is the Abbey. The forbidden phrases are bar, West Hollywood, and cocktails. Um, okay, so this is like a church. Um, it's a, a place where a lot of gay people hang out. Wait, is gay word I can use? It's yeah, I can a use church? It it's a church where a lot of gay people can hang out in a part of town that's like, it's uh, it's not technically L.A., but it's like uh, its own city in L.A., and um, there's not really a priest, but um, there might be in a typical situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I feel like okay. I should look so up a lot at of the gay screen. people. They work on their they work on their midsection. Those are their. It's the Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> is it? It is. It is. Um. <laughs> this was this was terrible. <laughs> this was. This is terrible. Pride. <laughs> I'm not. This is my, what? This is my first show back in a really long time, and I'm really trying my best. What is he doing? I'm not sure. Tr- not, not trying my you're best. You're doing great. Thank you, Tig. But I don't. I mean, I'm it's like. It's a staff problem, is I, what you're saying. Exactly. It's a, it's a problem with the crew. I wanted to see if I yeah, was you good at go to something. Confession. You're really good at it. Honestly, here's why. Here's why. The goal, ultimately, beneath the goal, was to have a good time and make people laugh, you know? We did it. We did it. Is that it already? I'm um, happy to do another one. Let's do one more. Let's, Let's do, one, do one, more. one more. Let's do one don't more. Look. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look at the I'm screen. Not at the look down. I'm look, not looking at the screen. I cannot believe you my, won't uh, stop. I cannot believe you won't stop doing it. Stop right. doing it. All right. Don't look up. <laughs> Did you look up? The secret phrase is Rachel Maddow. The forbidden phrases are MSNBC, 
lesbian, and news. No, no, no. I swear I didn't. I swear okay, I didn't look. Okay, this is a person, and, and she tells people things that Britney happened Spears, free recent, Britney. That happened recently. Free every Britney. day. Monday through Friday, she tells people... Siri, Alexa. No. <laughs> people um, tune in to, to know what's going on in her opinion. Why am I? She's she has an opinion and she has a short haircut. Tignataro. No. No. But, but getting warmer. Yeah, getting warmer. I, I need one more hand. Um, she uh, lives in New York. Um, she does not have a husband. Okay, that eliminates uh, Ivanka Trump. But like, you know, you, she's not on CNN. What is she on? That's the question. What is she on? She is. Uh, she does not have a husband. She has short hair. She lives in New York. She does not. She is not on CNN. And she tells people about things that recently are happening that day. I'm. I'm. I'm at a loss. Are you serious? I, w- I was gonna say. I was gonna say Sarah Jessica Parker, but she's got long hair. What? Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker. How does she tell people what happened? Sex of the city, baby. No, like, um, oh, there was um, uh, this political thing happened. Or like this um, tornado happened. This political tornado. tornado. Uh Oh, no. The the virus. Those recent kind of things. Not on CNN with short hair. She lives in upstate New York. I am so lost. I'm so lost. Do you know? Do you know what she might do? She might be an actress or a politician. No, she goes on TV that's not CNN and Fox. Here's what I want to know, Tig. Do you want me to stop this, (laughs) or are you having fun? It's really up to you. I do. I do. I want to go on to the next. Actually, I want to know the answer. The answer was Rachel Maddow. Maddow. Oh God. All right, last. Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> who t- I th- actually, honestly, I think that's a great answer for Pride. Like, who lives in New York, doesn't have a husband, and tells you what's going on? My answer is Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When does she tell people what's going you know? on? Maybe. Final clue. All right. Okay. All right. This is going to be a tough one. It's going to be I'm a tough one. You. Actually, I've got two left, so I'm going to pick the tougher of the two. Ooh. <laughs> I would pick the easier All right, of the two. All right. So, um,. <laughs> The secret phrase is Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. The forbidden phrases are Meryl Streep, ABBA, and Musical. So it's a movie. It was also a stage performance where people sing. I can't say a certain Annie. word. No. Um, it's uh, also a sequel. Um, it's, Annie. No. <laughs> okay, so it's where... Grease. Um, Grease? No, that's also a good guess. But it's a, a, a place where, um, I don't know, it's a Greek island... And um, I think, wait, I, I hope to God that's true. I think it's a Greek <laughs> island. I think it's a sequel. I think it's um, an actress who knows how to do it all. And um, is it me? No, and it's not me either. It's um, also a musical group um, that was like really well known in the 70s. Um, Andy Gibb. No, maybe no, actually not Andy Gibb. Never mind. Um <laughs> But it's um, you know, a movie, really popular. Na 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 na. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Na na na. Da-da-da-da-da. The Bee Gees? 
What? It, why'd you say the Bee Gees? I thought it was. It's. It's like I feel like related, but not really. <laughs> oh, da na 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 da 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 da. I think you're doing really good. Ba, huh? ba, Is that doing anything for you? Doo. No. <laughs> that Mama that. Mia too. It was Mama Mia too. <laughs> oh, not no, one, not but good. two. That's why I was like, this is hard. Number two. I was like, yeah. I'm barely going with number one, but number two. There's, <laughs> there's no way. I don't know how this is possible, but this is both the worst segment and the best segment we've ever done in the history of Love It or Leave It. Yeah. Tig Notaro, maybe a girl. This was incredible. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. It was so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. Uh, when we come back, if we have a great conversation about the work of the Trans Justice Fund, uh, check it out. Just a reminder that this chaos is not for nothing. We are raising money for the Trans Justice Funding Project. Go to crooked.com slash pride fund to donate. We already raised $50,000 with a live stream, but I know we can beat that. Crooked.com slash pride fund. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. Donald Trump can't leave the courtroom, so just to rub it in a little, Pod Save America is going on tour. He's probably asleep right now, but if he were conscious... You'd be so, so jealous. The Democracy or Else Tour begins in Brooklyn on June 26th, followed by Boston on June 28th. Then we go to Madison, Phoenix, Ann Arbor, and Philly. See all the tour dates and get your tickets now at crooked.com slash events. Marriage equality. For decades, it was a threat to society itself. Republican politicians across the country fanned prejudice and enshrined bigotry into state laws and constitutions. And then, just like that, they lost. Marriage equality became the law of the land. Society survived, and right-wing politicians went searching for their next target. And so this pride is a moment of unprecedented visibility for trans people and the issues facing the trans community. But it's also a pride defined by a very real threat to the lives of trans people, especially trans kids, with bills targeting youth sports and healthcare uh, popping up in state legislature all across America. So we've assembled some of the best folks around to celebrate pride and help us figure out what we can do to help in these fights. Gabriel Foster is the executive director of the Trans Justice Funding Project, which is what we're raising money for today. Danica Rome is the first out transgender person to be elected to the Virginia General Assembly and the first to both be elected and serve while openly transgender in any U.S. state legislature. And Andrea Jenkins is a writer, performance artist, poet, and first African-American openly trans woman to be elected to office in the United States. Welcome to all of you. Happy Pride. Thank you so much for being here. Happy Pride, Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> Happy Pride. Uh, you know, this has been a really hard year. It's been a really hard year in terms of a pandemic. It was a really chaotic and brutal election year with a lot of anxiety along the way, culminating in an insurrection. Um, and it's also been a time defined by an assault on the rights of trans people in this country. As you look back on this year and as we're in this sort of summer of emerging, you know, Gabriel, I want to start with you. Like, how are you feeling as you head into these sort of fights to come? You know, as a part of TJFP and including the donors and the people who give their money and their time, but also like spread the word on Instagram or Facebook or social media. Like this is really a community labor of love that I hope is as regenerating to other people as it is to me. And just reaffirms that like, there's so much power in what people can do if we can come together and find our purpose and find our place and move something. And so that's the thing that, you know, out of, despite it all, like just, again, like gives me 
hope at the end of the day and, and gives me a sense of purpose too, because I get to contribute to this as well. Andrea, have you, uh, you know, uh, Gabriel mentioned your work with the Trans Justice Funding Project. And look, before we started, let's just face it, you came on and you said, you're only doing this because we're supporting the Trans Justice Project. You could give a shit about Love It or Leave It. And I respect the hell out of that. I respect the hell out of that. So can you talk a little bit about like what you've sort of taken from your time working with the Trans Justice Funding Project and, and kind of what lessons you've you've learned from it? We gave away $1.3 million this year. The first year, we gave away $55,000. So the level of growth and the number of organizations that TGFP is able to support, lift up, uh, highlight is just incredible. 308 organizations you said this year, Gabriel, phenomenal, just incredible. And these people are doing organizing all around the country and not just for trans people, as Gabriel mentioned. Um, one of the things that you didn't mention, John, in your sort of recap of this past year is that we also had the murder of George Floyd, which was right here in my district, which also spurred a conversation around white supremacy and, and racial reckoning, not only here in the United States, but all around the world. And quite interestingly, trans people of color were at the forefront of starting those marches, leading that movement, Black Visions Collective, uh, which is queer and trans-led, has been on the forefront of talking about shifting how we keep our communities safe, which is a conversation that we all are impacted by and all have a responsibility to be a part of. So Danica, you know, you're on the front lines of this fight, both as a, I think for a lot of people, the first trans politician they've ever maybe ever seen. Uh, maybe for some people, the first trans person they've ever met in real life while you've been campaigning. I know you've talked about that in the past. Um, you've also been part of these fights inside the legislature and have, have been able to win some fights. Uh, you know, in Virginia, there was a uh, trans bathroom bill that was defeated. Uh, can you talk a little bit about like what you've taken from the fights of the past few years in the legislature? Well, the thing I would tell you about the fights the last few years in the legislature that applies to today is that you have to understand going into these policy fights when Republicans were in control versus when Democrats are in control now, you cannot be nihilistic about this. Despondency does not create legislation. Despondency will not get your bills passed, no matter how bad it gets. You have to find that well reserve that you can tap on to actually, you know, be optimistic enough to want to pursue public policy so that you can not only defeat bad bills, but you can eventually be in a place to pass good bills. We've now passed about two dozen, actually more than two dozen pieces of pro-LGBTQ uh, pieces of legislation since uh, January of 2020. And we have passed more pro-LGBTQ quality bills in the last two years than the prior four centuries of Virginia government combined. Four centuries 
dating back to the 1619 founding of the Virginia House of Burgesses, which is the same year, by the way, that the first enslaved Africans arrived at Fort Monroe here in Virginia against their will and actually built this, you know, what was then a colony and built what is now, you know, the Commonwealth, even though they did not have a say and they were forced into doing it. And by the way, I spent Juneteenth in Dumfries standing at a ceremony there where it was a historic slave cemetery. And you came to realize that while you stand there, that the very people that Juneteenth was supposed to be about never got to experience it from who we were standing, you know, in the area where we were standing uh, on at the time because they died. And in my district, in the 13th district, in the little community of Thoroughfare, there was, there's a brewery that cleared out um, a historic black and, and Native American cemetery over there because they didn't know that it was there. But this is one of those things where we have to recognize that very often when black people in America were killed or they died, especially in this time, they weren't given etchings on a, on a headstone the way that you and I know them. It was a simple rock placed in the ground, a stone. That was it, right? Now, the reason I mention all of that, and I want to tie it back to, to this, is that every fight for justice that we have, every fight for inclusivity, every fight for equity, we have to remember the intersections where all this comes together, right? We have to remember that what happens to one group one day it can happen to another group the next day, right? When it's negative, at the same time, the positive policy wins that we actually have. We can do this across the board. And just because trans people have a good day in Virginia one day, doesn't mean we can't help immigrants another day. Doesn't mean we can't help people of color. Doesn't mean we can't help women. We can't help whoever it is. We can do all of this. You know, you know, we, we like to say, you know, it's about chewing gum and walking at the same time. I think it's a little bit more complex than that. But at the same time, I very, very much do think that if the people who we work to elect have the wherewithal to have the empathy needed to listen and to use your, our platforms to elevate historically underrepresented you know, communities, then at that same time, we're all lifting and we're all rising together. We're all doing this together and we're all in it together to make, in our case, Virginia more inclusive commonwealth and nationally, our United States a more inclusive America. That's the goal. Sometimes I think what's amazing to me about pride is it's an opportunity to say not just that LGBT people should be tolerated, not just that we don't deserve worse than what other people have, not just that we're not a threat, not just that trans people don't pose a threat to athletics, to, to schools, to whatever you have you, but that actually gay people, trans people, LGBT people bring something good and wonderful to our world worth celebrating, not just worth tolerating, worth celebrating. What does pride mean to you in terms of not just the bad stuff we stop, but the good stuff that LGBT people offer to this world? Yeah, like I think of it as a reflection and an honoring and also a time to make offerings for folks. You know, I want to do this work or I want to live in this life to do something different for like the 15 or 16 year old version for Gabriel, right? Like I want to be able to participate and make sure that someone who whether they're that a teenager or not, whether whether they're located, that they know that there's a lot of different ways to celebrate pride, but also it's about taking action and making sure that we can celebrate and honor or do whatever, but also that we can make sure it's extended beyond my like friend group that I want to go drinking with on pride, right? Or like it can extend beyond like the city that I live in for the folks who are in rural communities and small towns. 
the people that like don't get to go to an actual pride celebration or, or parade, like I wanna make sure that whatever I'm doing is supporting and honoring and uplifting and resourcing the folks that like don't have that opportunity or could use it more, right? Like there are plenty of people that live in places like I do too, or have had similar experiences, but it doesn't mean that their work or their visions, their solutions to violence and criminalization are honored and resourced. So I really do think like, you know, as much as I wanna have a good time, I also wanna make something better than what we have now for the folks not just in the future, but for the folks tomorrow. And I think we all have an opportunity to do this. I think, you know, this conversation is really helpful and hopefully for other people who haven't really considered all the different ways that like pride can be celebrated and honored and how we can really like pitch in and whatever that means or whatever we're able to do to make sure that like this gets to be a day of like honoring, reckoning and celebration as well. Danik, what, what is, um, how do you think of pride in, in that context about, a moment to not just stop those that would attack the rights of, of LGBT people, but a moment to celebrate the good that LGBT people bring. To be, should be super dramatic about it. I don't think it, you could necessarily say that the entire war was won because of a single gay man, but Alan Turing absolutely contributed to the Allied victory of World War II as a gay man who was later prosecuted for being a gay man. And this is someone who was, you know, one of the ultimate code breakers, right, in the Battle of the Atlantic. This is someone who, you know, just had put himself out there to help the entire world, was later chemically castrated when he was found to have broken indecency law, right, and he died shortly thereafter. That is kind of the legacy of, you know, how a lot of LGBTQ people over the years have been treated, right, even in doing good things and doing heroic things that the second someone finds out that they're LGBTQ, they're automatically dismissed and shunned away from society. And I think that's just kind of an example that I want to show of, look at the things we can contribute. <laughs> you know, just, uh, you know, LGBTQ people, we, we make up, you know, every sort of demographic group on the planet. It's who we are. And to deny the contributions of LGBTQ people is to deny a very basic tenet of reality and humanity that we exist and that we do good things and we help. And some of us do stuff that's messed up and some of us make mistakes and some of us do everything else. That's part of us too. We're not superhuman, <laughs> we're just human. And we ask to be treated with that same respect and basic decency of humanity that is extended automatically across the board or at least it should be. Andrea, uh over to you, I want to add if you have anything to add to sort of reflections on Pride, uh, building off what Gabriel and, and Danica said. I think Pride really reminds me that there's just so much more work to do. Trans women, this is one of the most violent years for trans and gender nonconforming people on record. And I believe that part of the reason why so many trans and gender nonconforming people are in these precarious situations is because we don't have access to housing. We don't have access to safe and affordable health care, to employment, to job training, to education. And this time of year really brings those issues to light. But, you know, it, it is a time, as I said earlier, to connect with old friends. I mean, literally, I have a whole set of acquaintances that 
I probably only see at Pride. And so it's an opportunity to kind of reconnect and have those kinds of reunions that fuel us for the next year and lets us know that community is how big and strong our community is because it's, it's easy as you're going through day-to-day challenges of life to forget that there is a whole community out there that's struggling and fighting to effectuate full equity and equality. I think that's the beauty of Pride is to have those connections and make those reconnections. Really beautifully said, and I hope people do support the Trans Justice Funding Project. It is putting money into the hands of local organizations run by and for trans people all across the country, selected by people who who really dig into what can do the most good for the most people all over America. Gabriel Foster, Danica Rome, Andrea Jenkins, thank you so, so much for your time. Happy Pride, and uh, thank you for all the work that you're doing this Pride uh, to uh, keep up this fight. Cheers, my dear. Cheers. (laughs) And we're back. I want to thank Andrea Jenkins, Danica Roman, Gabriel Foster for that conversation and for the work of the Trans Justice Funding Project Corporations. <laughs> Since they're people, that means they can be gay people too, and that's inclusivity. But the funny thing about these pride-waving multinational conglomerates is that they have a nasty habit of giving money to politicians who do our community a lot of harm. It's almost as if they view a young, cosmopolitan, diverse, queer, engaged online audience as customers worth harvesting, but not actually worth a moral stand when it comes to keeping politicians, even hateful ones, receptive to their calls. Because corporations are amoral by design, unfeeling, and made to serve the interests of the corporation exclusively. Which means it's time for a game we call Rainbows in the Tweets, Stars and Bars in the Sheets. Here to play, we have Keep Its Own, Ira Madison, the third. Are we dropping the third? Are we losing the third? I don't know. There's just, people are talking. The pandemic died. The pandemic killed the third? And Louis Vertel. So good to see you both. Thanks for being here. Ira is wearing shorts like he's Bjorn Borg, just not professional at all. I mean, you know what? He pulls it off, and that's why you're mad. Okay, okay. Uh, before we start, um, just one thing that's been on my mind tonight. Um, what is a circuit party, and do you know? Because I legit don't know what it means when people say, I'm not joking. Like, I know that I've literally been embarrassed to ask, what is the circuit? What circuit? This, the deal is it's like it's a warehouse party type situation where I'll say a muscular type hangs out, dances, there might be some drugs involved, and it's called a circuit because they go all over the country. There'll be like a big party in one city and then another party elsewhere. And there's like an email list or something, I assume. And what I always do at a circuit party... <laughs> yes, they party, have the internet. <laughs> what I always do at a circuit party is drink my Jura whiskey. Lewis, <laughs> uh-huh. who's the gayest straight person to win an acting Oscar? Gayest straight person to win an ask- uh, Tilda Swinton. Got it, that's great. Yeah. Ira. Is the fact that you were banned from Twitter for briefly impersonating Beto O'Rourke and saying you'd release nudes if Democrats won Texas, was that a hate crime? What happened to you? It was a hate crime. I agree. Thank you. Also, when I did it, Jack did DM me and call me a faggot. <gasps> no, he didn't. Don't try to Chrissy Teigen, Jack. Well, she did that. Those DMs aren't real. People are making up DMs. Then Jack should prove it. What does that mean? How can you prove you didn't send a DM? If you heard the way he said it, it was really nice. <laughs> All right, here's how the game works. I'm going to tell you a fact about a corporation which uses pride to take our money and then give it to politicians who do harm, and you tell us if it's true or not. Okay. You'll compete. Lewis, a company created a virtual online pride world complete with computer-generated floats, rainbow flags, and pronoun guide for employees. That same company had donated over $1.1 million to anti-LGBTQ politicians since 2019. 
That strikes me as not only true, but standard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, standard, and Comcast. You got it. Oof. Ira, Skittles took away the rainbow from their candies, selling monochrome bags of the fruity candy that say, there's only one rainbow that matters during Pride. That sounds ugly. Yeah. Is it true or false? Oh. Um, <laughs> I think false. It's true. Skittles really did that. Oh. Well, that's why I don't eat Skittles. I remember this campaign because the, the package is black and white. They took away this, the, the, the rainbow for the month, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Never been a Skittles person. M&M's. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Who eats Skittles? I don't get Skittles. Yeah. You know who eats Skittles? Jack. <laughs> Classic Jack. Classic Jack. Lewis, over to you. Mm-hmm. In a rainbow-colored Instagram post, Lucky Charms hinted, only hinted, that Lucky the Leprechaun is pansexual. That's it? That's all I got? Um, <laughs> hinted that he was pansexual. I'll say true because hint strikes me as something you can liberally define. False. Damn it. <laughs> False. A company tweeted, Ira, we can hashtag turn up the love for LGBTQ plus youth together, along with a rainbow of heart emojis. In the last two years, this same company has donated to sponsors of anti-trans legislation in five different states. Mm. I think it's true, and I think it was Crooked Media. How dare you? Oh, please. Please. Like, we have that kind of operation. It was AT&T. I've seen Tommy's check account. Oh, please. You know damn well Tommy's an ally. That's true. A company, Lewis, added a pride and joy section to their website. I'm slandering Tommy. Not even here to defend himself. He wasn't invited. (laughs) He was. He didn't want to (laughs) come. They had a meeting. The attention had to stay on you today. It's my day. It's my month. Don't applaud that. I don't deserve it. <laughs> Lewis. Okay. A company added a Pride and Joy section to their website where you can buy Pride-themed products such as rainbow jewelry, clothing, and party supplies. They've also donated over $400,000 to 121 politicians who got a zero rating from the human rights campaign in just the last two years. I'm going to say true. I wish the answer would occur to me. I want to say it's like Claire's jewelry or something, but it's not. It was Walmart. It Walmart. was Walmart. Okay. Ira, the NRA ran a social media campaign for Pride featuring two women making eyes at each other at a gun rage with the tagline, it's Pride, take your shot. (laughs) True or false, Ira? That would have worked on me. (laughs) False. Correct. It was false. Lewis, over to you. A company tweeted, hashtag Pride is a time of celebration, reflection, visibility, and affirmation for the LGBT community, and they've donated over $100,000 to nearly 50 anti-LGBTQ legislators. This sounds a lot like the other ones that are true. I'm going to say true. <laughs> it is. It's Wells Fargo. Uh, <laughs> a beer producer, Ira, put up a poster of a rainbow-colored bottle of beer next to an LGBTQ acrostic that reads, let's grab beers tonight, Queens. Ira would say that for the record. <laughs> yeah, it's okay when we say it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's grab beers tonight, Queen. See, now I want one. Yeah. Um, weird, yeah, we, we, I feel false. It was true, and it was Anheuser Busch. Oh. Uh, they're also, but the, they don't sell their beers at Stonewall Inn because of their anti gay uh, contributions. So. Mm. Um, let's not grab beers tonight, Queens. Not your beer. Or grab a different beer. Different beer, for sure. Yeah, Azima. Azima. Perhaps Azima. Perhaps we'll grab Azima. Lewis, the U.S. Army posted a series of vlogs featuring queer officers on their official YouTube page channel titled, Please Ask, Do Tell. Oof. We need to not be making puns wordplay based on that anymore. 
false. That was true. No they really way. did that. Isn't I, that the wild? army has let me down. No, they <laughs> also have been posting videos like what your sign tells you, like where you should be put in the army. <laughs> Didn't like it. <laughs> that said, I do applaud the renaissance of the phrase do tell. Like, do tell. It's something a nefarious gay person says in like an old movie. Yeah. Do tell. Yeah, it's like something Iago says. Yes. Uh-huh. What would you do in the army? Uh, math. <laughs> I hope. Okay. I don't know who's up, but for both of you, you can guess. Pfizer released an ad campaign that just had two Viagra pills in front of two glasses of water, and the tagline said, whether it's for one of you or both of you, love is love. No. I made it up. You're right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know Pfizer did other things. Like Viagra? You thought they just did the vaccine? Yeah. I, I thought they were like a, a, like a new contender in the game. I'm sorry. I, you know what, though? That, look. I obviously, I've been a huge fan of Pfizer since well before this latest album. Um, Why would I, I Google Pfizer? I don't even have the vaccine. I don't think it's right. <laughs> What's in it? Who can say? That's right. No one knows. Don't take the vaccine if you're listening. <laughs> okay. All right. But as if, as if people watching the Crooked Media Pride live stream are vaccine skeptics. There's no overlap on that Venn diagram. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Uh, and finally, uh, Lewis, to you, an okay. ad released in which old gay men told their coming out stories and the struggles they faced. This is a Shake Shack situation. Go on. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it is yes. for real and true. The old gays are unshakable. Uh, let's roll a clip. I was growing up. My father was always trying to out me. Well, here I am, free, proud, and gay as can be. My father suddenly died while I was in college, and I wasn't sure about my future. But here I am today, 78, proud, and still chugging along. Growing up, I was terrified to come out to my mom. No more, no more. Honestly, honestly, I gotta tell you, Twist, I love the ad, I love the campaign, good for Shay Shack, we're too cynical. Agree or disagree? It, I mean, it's a shocking ad. So I will say, I, I, I applause because I remember it, but I don't know if that's a good thing. Is it trauma? It's a trauma. I, I think if you survive AIDS, you can do a Shake Shack commercial. I feel, I feel the same way. No, they've like earned they it. They lived through it. It's a check. Yeah. I know, I know, but the way you said it made it hard to embrace, I even though it. it's true. Well, because like the implication is like, the people who didn't make it wouldn't do a Shake nope. Shack ad. Nope. <laughs> Which is <laughs> cool. <laughs> We are off the rails. We made it so close to the end without this happening. Louis Vertel, Ira Madison III, thank you so much for being here. That was so funny. Is this over? Um, Almost. Thank you both so much for being here. We're going to a high note. It's the pride high note. Roll the high note. You know how there's a gay cousin in every family? I've got news for you. That's me. I'm the gay cousin. Hi, my name is Izzy, and the queer high note of my life has been my relationship with my wife, Grace, but especially the vow ceremony that we had last summer in my mother's backyard. My mother passed away last summer from stage four metastatic cancer, and before she passed away, I said I wanted to have a vow ceremony so that she could attend, 
My family and my friends all came together to make the day extremely special. We had decorations, we had food, we had fun. My mother stayed awake through the entire thing. We were able to be outside for a long period of the day and my friends all joined via Zoom and we had a beautiful vow ceremony that I will never forget. We are having a larger ceremony in 2023 with all of our family, but that is what I consider to be our wedding date and will remain the high point of my gay life for the rest of my gay life. Hey, uh, my high note is that I'm just really grateful to be a bi producer at Not Straight Media and that when I told my gay boss that I would have to miss our virtual pride parade to go to a straight wedding, he said, that's okay, we don't need you. I love it. My high net for the year is that for the first time this Pride, I'll be out to my whole family. I didn't plan to do it. I've been a proud queer woman for the last 10 years and I've only come out to my brother by accident when he said, oh, you know how there's a gay cousin in every family? I wonder what's ours. And I said, I've got news for you. That's me. I'm the gay cousin. And then he sent me this picture and said, I know. Late last year, we had family Zoom and my uncle made some homophobic joke and instead of smiling as I would normally do I just said you know can you please not it's actually very offensive and he said oh I'm just kidding I would never say this in front of an actually gay person and I said guess what you just did and it was complete silence and we started talking about something else then right after this zoom I got a phone calls from some members of my family who were very supportive and I've never felt freer and more happy. Sometimes people might just surprise you if even the members of my very conservative Catholic family. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I've cried way less at this job than I have at previous jobs where I've had straight bosses. So, happy Pride everyone. Thank you for everything you do for the La Quapda community. Thanks, happy Pride. Thanks, everybody, who submitted those incredible high notes. And thank you to Travel Anderson, Zach Noe Towers, Adam Rippon, Lazy Mosley, Hannah Einbinder, Elliot Glazer, Ronan Farrow, RB, Brendan Scannell, Jared Goldstein, Ira Madison III, Louis Vertel, Danica Rome, Andrea Jenkins, Gabriel Foster, Maybe a Girl, Tignataro, everyone who played, everyone who donated, and everyone who watched. Thank you to our writers to uh, Jocelyn Kaufman, Peter Miller, Polavi Ganalan, and Project Gupta. Big thank you to the team at Cricket, Brian Semmel, Sandy Gerard, Kyle Seglin, Ari Schwartz, Carolyn Reston, Joel Fowler, Jordan Silver, Ryan Side, Sydney Rapp, Yelfried, Matchgur, EJ Baker, Elijah Cohn, Justine Howe. Keep applauding through this. I think it'd be better. Alex Alexandra Hernandez, Gabby Leverett, Nara Malconi, and Stephen Cohen, and our partners at Odyssey, including Brian Holt and Kevin Seiki. Please continue to support the incredible work of the Trans Justice Funding Project. There are 500 days until the 2022 midterm elections. Have a great weekend, everybody, and happy Pride. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett, and Lee Eisenberg. Jocelyn Kaufman, Pulavi Gunalan, and Peter Miller are our writers. Our associate producer is Brian Semmel. Bill Lance is our editor, and Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Jamie Skeel, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Narmel Konian, Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can. <laughs>